Dad, being without a license, does it make you feel like less than a man? No, son, that's your mother's job. No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. What's up, guys? It's Wednesday. Here we are live in the nudie bar. We are in the Jiggly Room. It's the Married with Children podcast presented by us, No Ma'am. My name is Al, and I am here with the guy who's getting a little sick and tired of this whole put out or get out thing, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? It's unfair. It's always ass, grass, or gas, or you gotta go. I'm just not that type of lady. I know. And we also are joined by the guy with the busted taillight, Justin. What's up, man? I didn't know that uh, my bicycle had a taillight, honestly, so. Yeah, right? Like, what was that? Like, <laughs> like doesn't they just have re- one big reflector in the back? <laughs> yeah, but is that yeah. even, like, mandatory to have? I don't think it's mandatory. Like, I don't think you get arrested for not, or getting a ticket <laughs> for not having that. I don't a really ticket. know. I can see it in big cities like New York City. What about Chicago? <laughs> uh, probably not in the suburb uh, that he lives on the outside of Chicago. Probably not. Yeah, what about Chicago? Yeah, I think you only get tickets for, like, not wearing a helmet. Mm. This is called Born to Walk. It aired November 1st, 1987. Al flunks his written, driver, written driver's test the same day that Kelly passes hers leading him confided to the house and unable to get to the racetrack to bet on an important horse race. Whoa, spoilers. Oh, yeah. Who wrote this review? Wait, what was... what? You the, just gave the, away he, the entire ending. It doesn't matter. Listen, I don't think... If anyone was listening to these and you're, like, waiting for us to give you the Wait, story... Wait, yeah, why would you listen to this before seeing the episode? <laughs> right? I, was just, I was just making a joke that if I was, like, looking on oh. IMDb... Like, yeah. for you to just put the whole ending in there, even if it is a show from the 80s, or that's like saying, uh, this movie is called Sleepaway Camp. A young lady, wink, wink, a man, starts killing people. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, wait, hold up, time out. You just ruined everything for me. Yeah. Whoever listens to this, if you're big Married with Children fans and just feel like you vaguely remember the episode or whatever, I mean, you have to have get this box set right this dvd box set that mill creek refuses to convert to blu-ray i mean you have to you're were you reading the thing off the 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 box set instead of the imdb i well here's the thing i remember i said that i was going to start reading the box set stuff but this one was so short that i'm now going back and forth which whatever one i think is better because look what this one says it's very it's very simplistic. It says, when his driver's license expires, Al's only wheels are those on a bicycle until he can pass the DMV test. 
See, that's hmm. way I like it leaves out the entire betting subplot, but at least but at least it doesn't give away the ending. What, what about this third one here? It says Kelly passes her driver's test while Al, Al fails his. Meanwhile, Steve gets into betting on horse races. That's terrible. Who who wrote that? <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, that's not good. Steve gets into it. No, he doesn't. Yeah, that 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 last line is uh, <laughs> that makes it sound like he turns like into a compulsive game. Like that's a completely <laughs> different episode. <laughs> yeah, like Steve is addicted to horse gambling now. <laughs> when Mill Creek finally like, puts yeah. out, I would too actually. When Mill Creek puts out the Blu-ray set that we're gonna make them do in two years once we get bigger, we write all the synopsises. We want to write all the synopsis. Us three Synopsis? will come up with it and give it to you. Yeah, but all yours will be like. Steve was amazing again when Al confronted him about <laughs> it'll just be like, you know. Steve shows his his superior intellect in a wit about men against Al. <laughs> Marcy loses her ring down Zoro's pants and Steve delivers an amazing performance in the very last scene that will leave you spellbound. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah, go. That's, that's, a good that's one. what I'm saying. <laughs> that was professional. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your synopsis, so we cannot let you write it. Uh yeah, so guys, that's the whole thing here. Al, he's you know he's supposed to be helping Kelly learn to drive. You know he takes her to go and do the test, and turns out his license expired. So they you know it's obviously taken away from him, or his privilege to drive is gone. Uh, he has a busted tail light, which is also a ticket he got, and now he has to pass the driver's test because, not even because, but at the same time. He wants to bet on a horse, Dr. Footwear, because he thinks it's a sure thing. And the, the the logic he has for why it's a sure thing is ridiculous. But so it turns out the way they tie it together is that Al has to somehow get to this horse race to place the bet. And since he can't drive, it's a dilemma. So that's that's what the whole thing is about. So, well, first of all, I've never heard of once your license expires, you have to retake your driver's test. Yeah, don't you just have to pay them, <laughs> and then they just renew it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, like is I, at least in my state, I know states differ, you know, driving laws in different states. But I've never heard of somebody having to retake their test every four years or whatever. That you know what they did here? They probably just figured most normal people don't have this happen, so they'll never really know. And they probably said, "Well, we have to find a way <clears throat> that." <clears throat> Al and Kelly both take the test and Al fail. So how can we come up with this joke? Besides a DUI. Right, besides a DUI. <laughs> so they have to come up with a way Al lost his license. So they just kind of did that pretty lightheartedly. You're right, man. Good call. I didn't question it at all. Oh, uh, now he's not questioning stuff. No, but I didn't question it because I don't have a driver's license. I've never taken a test. I don't know Wait, you don't have a driver's about? license? I don't drive at all. I don't. So does your I, bike? Does your bike have uh, taillights? <laughs> my my bike is a is a black Kia Soul with a uh, Mexican female driver. So, <laughs> all right, Jerry, have fun doing Papa wheelies in your living room. All right, now uh, Peg starts off the episode planning her day, and she does it according to TV Guide. I swear, guys, I did this one time. Uh, I I was uh, going through something one summer when I was like uh, eleven or twelve or something where I had all my friends hate me for some reason. I forgot what it was. 
but I was I, I knew I was going to plan on spending a lot of time in the house this summer. I think that's, you know, I, I must have had a falling out with the neighborhood or something. I don't really remember, but I remember sitting there and literally planning my day according to what's on it. I did it with a real TV guide. Like, how sad is that, man? <laughs> it's pretty sad. I miss TV guides, man. There's a famous Mayor with Children one that it, they're on the cover, and Bud, when you meet him, he'll sell you an autographed copy, and I, I really should have got it. I'm such an idiot. I don't know why I just pass. Like, oh no, I'm I'm not paying sixty five dollars, you know. Dude, wait. So we had there's this little shop around here called Cash In Culture. Uh, it's basically a retro video game shop, but there's like four of them, or four or six in in this southwest pa area and one day i went in there and some dude had brought in like boxes and boxes of like steam quality tv guides i went i was like looking through them like it was just so nostalgic but there this was a couple years ago but i do think there was one with married with children on it uh okay hold on i got a question for you alex you said uh david had a bunch of these signs that was like on his booth, he just had stacks of that one TV guide. Like, does he just have a trailer filled with TV guys? And every time he goes to a convention, he just pulls out a bunch, signs them, and takes them with him. He, he, he just had them on his table. I don't know. I know, but just think about how, that. How he do you has get a, those? Like, it's not like you could just yeah. Up, but did well, he did, just get like a supply of them when they came out? Like, these will come in handy one day. He has people, and he probably has people go to eBay and pick them all up for you know eight dollars, whatever. Then he sells them for sixty five. You know, it's a that is a good turnaround. It's worth the effort, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely worth the effort. So yeah, it's what he does. Uh, yeah, next time I meet him, I will definitely do that. Um, because listen, we waste sixty five dollars going out to eat and having a few drinks. So why would I not waste it having something I'd actually love the rest of my life? You know? Yeah, it's true. So Peg even goes as far uh, as loser-ish of – oh, by the way, my, the end of my story is that I never actually uh, lived out that whole planning of my summer. Um, by that afternoon, I was probably already on to other things, and I never really went through with that. But <laughs> Peg Peg actually schedules her masturbation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever do that? Did you ever go – all right, so I'm going to go home after work, but first I'm going to stop off at the store. I'm going to pick up uh, chicken breast, uh, some rice, a uh, bean, and then I'm going to go to the liquor store, get a six-pack. Uh, then I'll go home, masturbate, then I'll watch uh, Cabin Boy. Then I'm going to start cooking, and then my girl will get home. Then I'll Can't you cook before you masturbate? Well, yeah, but I mean, you cook better when you de-stressed yourself from uh, work. I'm never eating over it, Alex. <laughs> he wait, you're telling me you masturbated before you cook my food, dude? Did you? Or we had burgers? That's not cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you make those beef patties by hand. Yeah, you just see how I make the donuts. <laughs> okay, ready? So, so uh, <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we we only we, give you uh, high class entertainment I think here. We're explicit <laughs> on iTunes. We're still talking clean. We just say words like and the or and that. We didn't really get dirty here. Do you say oral? Or O R. Oh, oh, my bad. Peg, sell the house. Why, Al? Did you see a shirt somewhere you'd like? <laughs> 
Yes, it said, congratulate me, wife's dead. <laughs> Down the barber shop, I got a tip on a horse. It's fate, Peg. His name is Dr. Footwear. <laughs> Get Dr. Footwear. I sell shoes. <laughs> Anyhow, he's running this Sunday at Arlington. But the great part is, he's never won a race. Al, does this story have a point, or does it just sort of go on endlessly like our marriage? <laughs> ah, gee, Peg, when you act like this, I just want to throw you on the floor and make love to you. <laughs> Either that or just throw you on the floor. <laughs> Let's get back to the horse. They're holding him back to run up the odds, which this Sunday will be a minimum of 20 to 1. This is our chance to, to really make it big. I got to get some money to bet. Is, is there anything that we have that we don't use anymore we can sell? Yes, but who'd want to buy your toothbrush? <laughs> it's tw It never won a race ever, and it's 20 to 1, which means the odds are highly against the idea that this horse will win. So, God, we have to put our money on that. The uh, opening joke before he comes in where Kelly is doing her owl impersonation. Oh, yeah. One, that was really good. And two, did anyone else feel in the rest of that scene when she was talking, it reminded them of Alicia Silverstone in Clueless? Mm, never seen it. I, I might have seen some scenes, but no. Why? Is that what she was doing? She was channeling Alicia Silverstone before it even happened? Yeah, before it even happened. Like, <laughs> she just the way she was saying certain words sounded just like Alicia Silverstone in Clueless. Imagine if Alicia Silverstone based her entire performance on, like, that one scene on the couch with Kelly. That would be great. It would be hilarious if it came out, like, in, like, a few years. And people <laughs> would go, oh, yeah, that Married with Children podcast knew it first. They broke that information. <laughs> yeah. Peg schedules her sex at 11 o'clock. 11.05, Al goes to sleep. And 11.06, she finishes making love. That's pr pretty raw <laughs> honestly like it's not flat out saying like hey i'm masturbating but it's kind of nearly saying hey i'm masturbating yeah <laughs> pretty much isn't that great how guys never have to do that like we'll never be done having sex and then go okay honey i'll be right back and go in the bathroom and finish up like that just it doesn't work like that for guys yeah. isn't that amazing that i, th I blame them like hey it's not my <laughs> fault you're slow as hell right <laughs> <laughs> like speed it up so uh bud's new nickname in this episode is car meat i love the banter between the kids in this episode uh like kelly's like good thing you weren't on it i was just like oh the my skateboard God. yeah she ran over his skateboard yeah also you remember a couple episodes ago when kelly complained about the the bundy forehead and i was like i don't really see the bundy forehead i see it in this episode because Every bit of light possible is glaring off of it in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bad lighting for those foreheads. Yeah, the the ba you know, we talk a lot about the relationship between K Bud and Kelly and if if Bud's humor is way too geared towards little brother annoying kid type thing, but oh my god, uh whoever <clears throat> whoever writes the big sister tormenting aspect of this uh, relationship between these two is a genius kelly was killing it this episode this is probably her best episode so far 
right? I mean, it, it was a highlight of her besides just her going to Marcy's house with a few dirtbag friends and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, the highlight there was obviously the guy who human life means nothing to him anyway. So Kelly really didn't even stand out there just because she wanted to have a party. But in this episode, <clears throat> Kelly is on fire. I mean, she just goes line after line, and they're all strong. Like, there might have been one, eh, not that great. Like, she had one where she walks up to him and does, like, a fake laugh or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's it's, it's whatever. But, yeah, all the rest of it. The banter between them is probably my favorite part of this episode. But they still keep it strong with the whole Al side of it. So it's really a well-rounded episode. I concur. So Steve walks in, and he's about to go picking Petunia Flats with Marcy. It's not a John Wayne movie, I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm assuming, I mean, I know a petunia is a flower. Maybe a flat is like a fancy pot form or something. Right. Or maybe it's a type of petunia. Okay, great. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, it wasn't very manly and it's funny. And then, yeah, Steve does come back with a great line. It's not the John Wayne movie your life is. <laughs> so, now Bud's quiz, once again, now this is Bud with great humor. His quiz to Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> What are you guys doing? Studying for my driving test. Okay, Kel, here's another one. Okay, you're walking down the street. An old man with a dollar pulls up beside you. You A, ignore him and keep walking. B, call the police. Or C, do what you usually do. get bud one of those reflective collars like tiny little bullseyes in the night uh it's okay like because even when he said can i quiz you kelly and she's like sure he goes where were you last night <laughs> like he's kind of brutal with that like my sister's a whore type thing <laughs> <laughs> he really is he even dialed a 1-800 pray yeah dial a prayer yeah dial a prayer to try to get rid of his sister <laughs> How, how old was he in the in this season? Bud is 14 and Kelly's 16 right now. But here's the thing. I was saying that because it was the next season. But as we know, they're both from 1987. So Bud could be 13 still and Kelly could be 15. It depends on their birthdays. I didn't get too specific. When I gave their ages, I gave it as what they were during the first episode. Oh, okay. Okay. If like if that took place in February, then if their birthday was in March, then they'll be sixteen now. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah. So he he's thirteen or fourteen. So has anybody ever asked him if he had a crush on Christina Applegate during this or whatever? <laughs> I heard they dated actually one time. Really? And I remember there was there used to be a show on Z one hundred called Love Lines back in the nineties. It was Dr. Uh, something and Drew. And he was on there and he said that one time he saw her naked in a dressing room. And, and they asked him how she looked. And he said, it was the most amazing sight you ever saw in your life. Nice. I, well, I, I hope believe that. <laughs> yeah, I hope, hope it was season three at least. So you're finally getting your license, huh? You're going to love it, Kelly. Driving gives you real independence. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, I was really getting sick of that put-out-or-get-out stuff, you know? <laughs> yes, that too. 
And the look on Marcy's face when she said, <laughs> I'm so tired of put out or get out. It was just like horrified. Jesus, man. <laughs> One of the other great lines is like Steve just keeps busting Al and he goes, you know, we really ought to go hunting sometime. <laughs> like how great. Like I wonder how many murders uh, actually took place in the world where somebody really th- – set that up and they just shot the guy oh god he got in the way a deer ran by and he went to go chase you wouldn't believe it officer i don't know go ask dick cheney oh yeah wow he did that right yep he he shot someone in the middle in the middle of hunting (laughs) nice the guy would have just moved two feet and three inches he probably wouldn't have got shot you know what this means, Mom, is that Dad has to take his driving test with me tomorrow. Oh, Daddy's growing up so fast. Uh, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, it's just what I want to do tomorrow, spend the day at the DMV. Eight hours in line with a bunch of foreigners who smell like vegetables. <laughs> Naturally, I'll be in the wrong line. My line will be the one where they're barbecuing the chihuahua. <laughs> so... Uh, Kelly passes her driver's test and Al fails his, even though he's been driving for 20 years. So now he still does not have a license. He got another ticket for driving home. I don't know why he'd be driving home after she passed and he didn't, but okay. Wait, wasn't he riding a bike? No, 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 he hasn't got that ticket yet. At this point, Uh, he has four tickets because I kept up with how many tickets he got throughout this episode. Yeah taillight tickets parking when the two feet tickets two of them for expired license and so now they do a call back to season one episode one the pilot pilot episode what was the callback guys let's see if you guys know um oh are you talking about the juice mm-hmm. oh i haven't even got, i thought we were that's like three jokes away okay go ahead i've got that in here but uh before then so you know how we talked about how they do jokes and we see the setup coming, but then they hit us with one we never thought at the tail end? Right. But the added part, we saw that coming, that he was going to be, you know, coming in like on a bike or something like that, like, because that's his luck. But the fact that Bud added on that he reported the bike stolen <laughs> and then also got a busted taillights uh, ticket again, now he's up to five tickets? Hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. That is just, once again, them setting up the punchline, doing the punchline, and then giving us that little bit extra. <laughs> yeah, ludicrous joke. Uh, um, uh, like Justin said, a bicycle has a busted taillight. Yeah. Yeah. So Al does this whole thing about, where's juice? I want juice. Can you go to the store? Peg is too was too bored to go, and now she's too busy. And Kelly's not going because, well, Dad, you're the only one who drinks juice. Like, who cares if we have juice? So, yeah, she's not going. Now, one of the best lines ever where Bud says to Al, Dad, being without a license, does it make you feel like less than a man? (laughs) No, son, that's your mother's job. So it's your wife's job, guys, to make you feel like less of a man. Now, Jerry, aren't you engaged? Yes. Are you prepared to feel like less of a man once you come home to your wife? I already feel like less of a man because she likes to – you know how sometimes you'll make a joke and be like, yeah, go get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich? Yeah. She'll tell, she'll tell me to go in the garage and fix the car. 
Did you tell her I can't even drive one? Yeah, well, she knows this because she does all the driving. But just the fact that, she, like, I had never heard anyone flip it where they took a male stereotype and put it on a male and it worked because I don't know how to fix the car. I can't go in there and, and do any of that. That's sexist. We can't do those jokes. Yeah, well, she can because she's a woman in a minority, so she's allowed to so, do all of that. So she'd be like, Jerry, fix the clog in the sink. And then it's like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so so she's she's a minority and she's a woman. So she says, get your white ass in the garage and fix the car. Yeah, and like I'll have like because I'm just not good with pools and stuff. So like I used to have her build like my bookshelves for me. Oh come on, Jerry! All, I I, wow. I I screw that stuff up really bad. Like I just can't. <laughs> come on! I can't screw straight or or nail straight. Like it always goes in sideways or slightly tilted oh, for God, some odd reason. That must hurt. It it probably does. Um, the poor girl. I, I am better at it now. I I just built um the new entertainment center we got for the living room. I built that myself with. With no instructions because the box didn't come with any instructions. So I just looked at it until I figured it out. Can you please post a picture on our Facebook so we can see the job you did? Yeah, it's a fantastic job. It looks beautiful. Thank you very much. <laughs> it probably looks like a, a spice rack or something. She goes, she, she goes, oh, it looks like I'm finally rubbing off on you. You know how to build stuff now. <laughs> I was like, I can't win. I'm just, I wake up and just automatically I'm emasculated. That's horrible. Wow. You really are Steve. Yeah, I was gonna say you are Steve, right? <laughs> Apparently, but I but I win all our arguments because she's terrible at debating. All you need is a blue sweater and you're all set. Ooh, will you get me one? <laughs> How about Steve looking all cool with like the the whole uh, the, the leather jacket look? <laughs> you know, I was gonna ask you do you, do y'all think he looked cool in that leather jacket? Yeah. Yeah. It looked good. It's funny because that's not even an in-style jacket anymore, but it's somehow, I don't know, with the lighting and the whole look and the camera they used back then and everything, it really fits the, whatever it's from. So it, it never really looks bad. Uh, and even just, he's even like walking around the neighborhood with a beer in his hand. Like, did he walk in with a beer and the leather jacket? Yeah, he did. Yeah, like, that's really cool in a way. Like... Can you imagine just walking to your neighbor's house and ringing the doorbell and you just like, hey, what's up, man, with a beer in your hand? Hey, well, put some aviators on him. He'll look like Stallone in Cobra. <laughs> yeah. So an amazing line that obviously came of him going to the house is when he said, hey, Al, uh, you could pop a few wheelies in your living room. Like, that is, that made me laugh out loud, actually. <laughs> so now Al says... You know, first he tries to, he convinces Steve, you know, he's trying to sell this whole idea. Oh, I have a great uh, thing. It's a moneymaker. <clears throat> All you got to do is give me $50 and I'll get you in on it. So he does it, but it's only 25 It's half. And he, meanwhile, didn't they only exchange like one bill? How was it? Is there a $25 <laughs> bill that I don't know about? No. No, I didn't even notice that. But you're right. They only ever do just one bill between them. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, that's weird. So uh, the whole thing is he's trying to convince Steve to get in on the horse race thing. So then Al has money to bet the horse and then, you know, but Steve thinks it sounds like a dumb idea. He's not buying it. 
and he leaves because and he's no war he's no good to al because he can't drive al there anyway because he has to go to like a a baby shower yeah yeah the boss's baby shower how much do you guys hate it when your wife makes you go to these things like kids third birthdays like do you think a guy should really be at these things (laughs) well baby showers around here are all women like there's not guys that go to baby showers here yeah what was steve doing there jerry well you got to remember that he's in a household with a feminist who believes that you know he needs to be supportive that's why he also goes to like the feminist ball and uh, the feminist buffet and the feminist uh, everything. So he has wow. to go. He doesn't have a choice. He has to go and support Marcy. Yeah, yeah I'm with you, though. I don't like a kid's third ber- third birthday. Like your friends, <laughs> your your, girl, I, your wife's friend's daughter or something, you know? <laughs> right. I'm going. I'm going to get some free cake. I mean – I want to be honest. I love cake. I'm going to a free birthday party. Usually there is a group of guys watching sports or something. Right. And luckily the women know better than to say, come on, come back with us. And because they don't even want to be with you. No, they're just down to let you guys go do your thing. Yeah. Is that the beauty of life? Like you always think like on some TV shows, like uh, they make it seem like women would be annoyed by that. And it's a whole thing. But in reality, no women are like. Oh, good. No, they're just watching football. So, anyway, she is so annoying. So, listen yeah, to what she did. Yeah, exactly. It sounded <laughs> exactly like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Where Where do you fit in during these occasions, Jerry? Uh, alone eating cake. <laughs> With, sitting at the little kid's table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about, like, uh, Transformers or something. <laughs> Telling them about the, the wonders of Godzilla. Guys, the remake is nothing like the original. You have to go back. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just really had to hold back right then from going, well, actually, the remake is very much like the original in these ways. I had to, like, stop myself from saying that. <sighs> oh, oh, my God. Now, listen, Shredder is not made of metal. Back in the old days, there was this guy. He was on the Fresh Prince, and he was the – never mind. <laughs> Hey, Uncle Phil. Yeah, the voice of Shredder, if nobody knows, is Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? James Avery. Oh, he's not voicing Shredder anymore. Unfortunately. And it's sad because they actually did a tie. They they had all the original cast members of the original 1987 Turtle uh, TV show, the original cartoon. They came back and, and met the new show. And they had this like cool episode where they came together and everybody came back to do the voices except for James Avery. So uh, even even Krang, the guy who plays Krang, his name is uh Ray Ray Fairley. He came so back wait a Did did we get an announcement of a Married with Children uh revamp yet? No. Why? Damn. I don't know, because I seen a I seen a trailer for Roseanne. Oh, I know. Roseanne's coming back. So, actually, apparently there's some big legal problem as to what's stopping it. Because David Faustino talks about it a lot, where there's some big legal thing, but none of us really know what the big legal thing is. It hasn't came out yet. Like, Annabelle didn't even know, and she, like, has encyclopedia knowledge 
of married with children. Right. So uh, Al tries to make some money and he wants to bet on this horse. He asks Peg if she could do it, but she's going to get a manicure and they're giving a special 11 for the price of 10. Now, I don't know. Does Peg have six fingers on one hand? No, but I'm super glad about this because now I know where Pirates of the Caribbean stole the idea from. Because in Pirates of the Caribbean, they have the nine pieces of eight. The what? And they stole it from Married with Children. The nine pe- – what does that mean, nine pieces of eight? And uh, this, uh, it's to su- uh, summon the Brethren Court, which is all the pirate lords have to come together to make decisions. It's in the third movie. Oh, man, I didn't get that far yet. Uh, yeah. So Kelly can't go because two guys are having a knife fight over her at the train tracks. Jesus. Uh, so that would be cool to watch, a knife fight at the train tracks. Um, so neither one of them can make it. It's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. Sitting at the table, defeated. Steve waltzes in. He says, hey, we got out early. And he goes, and Al, you know, I put a bet on that horse you talked about, you know, just for the heck of it. And he put a hundred bucks on the horse. That was 20 to 1. And they're up. Is that a no, Steve? It's Bailey Boy in the lead with Darling Kim second. Mama's Problem third, then Satin Lover, B-Movie, Floridora, and Prince Harris. Bringing up the rear, it's Dr. Footwear. I'm last? He's going to win. He's last, now. I didn't bet on him. And heading into the first turn, it's Darling Kim, Bailey Boy, and Satin Lover. Dr. Footwear is way behind. He's way behind. He's going to win. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, Steve, give me $25 of your bet right now. What do you say? Oh. And here comes Dr. Footwear on the outside. Lick my shoe, Al. He's making a tremendous move. Coming into the clubhouse turn, it's Darling Kim, Satin Lover, and... Dr. Footwear! Come on, Dr. Footwear! Trip and die, Dr. Footwear! <laughs> now they're in the home stretch! Neck and neck, it's Darling Kim and Dr. Footwear! Dr. Footwear and Darling Kim! At the finish line, it's Darling Kim by a nose! Ah, he did it! He did it! You lost and I didn't! <laughs> Wait! The steward's inquiry light is on! He won. Oh, forget it, Al. They never disqualify a horse. No, they don't. No, but give me 25 bucks of the bet! And they're taking down number eight. Darling Kim is disqualified. And the winner, paying $22.90, is Dr. Footwear. $2,290. I just won over two grand. Al, I love you. And you owe me $25. Whoa, I can't wait to tell Marcy we can invest in mutual bonds. Oh, man. Peg, you got the greatest husband in the world. Why? What happened to Al? <laughs> And Steve wins because the horse that beat 
Dr. Footwear was disqualified. Did they ever say why he was disqualified? Nope. Like, they what did not. Is the, what is that? Like, what do you mean he was disqualified? <laughs> That's a weird way to just end it, right? Like, how come they couldn't say, oh, we did a photo finish, it turns out, and Al goes, of course. Yep. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, instead they just say he's disqualified. Like, what did? What was he on steroids? PEDs, yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the good writing was used on Kelly and Bud's lines for this episode. Yeah, they just dismissed, uh, well, Al, uh, he lost his license. I don't know. Just say it was expired. Then, oh, uh, Steve won the horse race. How? I don't know. Just say he was disqualified. Yeah. So I do got to say, though, I like um, Al's explanation at the end of this about how how he knows the horse is going to win. Um, <laughs> and he could, didn't bet on him. Yeah, because by now you start learning that what I call what I wrote in my notes as the Al formula, the black cloud. Yeah, it's it's all predictable. You know what's going to happen. And even Al knows it's going to happen as soon as Al tells the girls to be there by two. It sets up this motion that you in your head already know he's not making it to that track. They're not going to be there by two. Then they throw you with the loop with Steve showing up and betting, which you would have not have thought that Steve would have done. And that keeps it fresh. But it then reinforces the Al formula, uh, Al formula because it, Al then goes, oh, he's going to win because I didn't bet. No matter what happens, if I didn't bet, he's going he's gonna to win. <laughs> just like they're like oh he's in last place oh they never disqualify a horse right reinforcing this our formula that by now you should know but if you haven't put it together or you've been watching in random episodes and not in order it it's them straight up telling you hey this is the owl formula you need to know this because <laughs> our jokes depend on it in future episodes <laughs> Well, Steve wins $2,290, and now they could invest in mutual funds or something. (laughs) Also mentioned, we had another name drop of the series. Uh, Yeah. Where are you still at home? Same reason I'm not out with sleazy blondes. I'm married with children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He says it again. Al eventually passes his driver's test, but the instructor runs over his foot and breaks it. So this is after his whole speech, how it's one for all, all for one. No more teamwork in this house since you guys didn't help me out when I needed you. It's funny. Al asks for a beer. Peg says, okay, mom, hold on. All of a sudden she goes, what? The garden is blooming? Tell me all about it. She sits down to stay on the phone. And my wife pointed this out because she's a – and I can't say it out loud actually. I have to sort of talk secretly to Sons of Anarchy people. It's a very poignant uh, thing. She goes, wow. Think of the connection that Katie Segal said the garden is blooming. And how And what was – how does that relate to her in Sons of Anarchy? Whoever watched all of it will know. So that's all I could say. I guess I'm going to have to call Kenneth and have him explain this to me later. No, don't spoil it. Uh, so uh, Peg once again falls for the same thing she fell for last week. When Al said, can I talk to your mother? And he just hung up the phone. This time she says, here, Al, here's the phone. My mom's on it. I'm going to go upstairs and pick up the phone. So hang up when I get up there. And he just hangs it up. (laughs) She trusts him. (laughs) So I got a question for you. So we know that uh, with this show, we talk about The Simpsons. What's the better catchphrase? 
Steve saying, lick my shoe constantly throughout this episode or Bart Simpson saying, eat my shorts. Which part of clothing would you rather put in your mouth? Uh, I think Justin, I know you're, it's clearly eat my shorts is yeah, far bigger or better than any, uh, and that just doesn't really mean, it doesn't make all that much sense. I never dwelled on it as a kid, but no, you can't beat eat my shorts, dude. I was just wondering. Also, uh, you know how, speaking of feet and licking feet, we actually do get to see a foot licked in this episode because Buck licks Al's feet. And at first I was really upset for the stupidest reason because I was like, this goes against Al having devastating feet. What the hell? <laughs> like, there's no way this dog licked his foot and survived. And that's what I had written in the first time I had watched the episode. When I watched it the second time, I it came. It made me realize how stupid I was for one, nitpicking, two, for thinking that hard on Married with Children. But three... I thought even harder, and obviously his foot's clean for the first time in forever because he, they had to bandage up his foot. He went to the hospital. They probably cleaned his foot. Yeah, and four dogs eat garbage, so. And they eat their own crap. Yeah, that's true, but. How could that be worse? His, if. Well, I'm just, I'm just pointing this out because, like, I thought it was funny how far I looked into this one little tiny one-second thing that happened in this show. Hey, I need you to keep doing that, though, so don't yep. stop. Also, when Buck jumped over his leg at the end, Buck didn't come anywhere near to touching his foot or leg, and I really doubt those cushions moved that much that it hurt. <laughs> wow, look at you. Dude, you're getting an A-plus this episode. I'm getting an A-plus. Al lost 500 freaking dollars. Even though I had to point out that Steve wore that leather jacket, I'm still giving you the A-plus. That's how generous I am. Today. You just you just beat me to it, like because you when you see him, you automatically just go, "Oh, that's a cool jacket." When I see Steve, I have to get ready because I know the most amazing part of the episode is about to happen. Yeah, every time the doorbell rings, Jerry sits on the couch fixing his hair for when Steve walks in the door. I do. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta check my my mouth to make sure I'm not drooling. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, Jerry goes. <laughs> he breathes into his own hand and makes sure his breath smells good when the doorbell rings. <laughs> You know Steve can't see you, right? How do you know? Have you ever been on a, a television show? So you think he could look at the camera and look into your living room? I'm just saying I've never been in a television show, so how do I know that he can't do that? Dude, you're way too into this guy. Guys, we'll be right back when we wrap it up. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast.com at gmail.com thanks for checking out this review now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode alright guys you heard it join all that stuff look us up and all that social media here we are it's time to rate the episode Justin how many petunia flats out of 5 do you give this episode born to walk well uh, this episode is just one of those episodes where it's like 
hey, like this episode's on. Like this one's funny. Classic, basic setup, but it works. Uh, I actually really enjoy this episode. Uh, it's classic, like Al can't catch a break. Like eh, like Jerry said, the moment this one thing happens, you instantly know like he's going to get screwed over in the end. I like that stuff. It's funny. I'm going to give it a f- mm, four Petunia Platts. Nice, 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 nice. Jerry, how many Petunia Flats are you giving Born to Walk? Um, originally I was going to do a 50 out of 5, but I thought that (laughs) wasn't fair. Um, So I'm actually with Justin. I gave it a 4 out of 5. I actually knocked it up from a 3 to a 4 just because of what I said earlier about Al's speech and how it's setting up the Al formula. And uh, so that knocked it up to a 3.5. And then I had to give another 0.5 because of Al's, because of uh, Steve's jacket. Right. Obviously that deserved another 0.5. So I put it at a four to another five because even though it is a very standard episode, I like the fact that this standard episode had that one little piece of meta that explained how the Al Bundy world works to you. So if anyone ever wanted to know how being Al is, I would show them this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Good rating. Four out of five Petunia Flats. Um, this this episode, God, now I feel so dumb that I always skip over it when I'm when I got the DVD and I'm just flying through. I always go to my favorites, always the most memorable ones. And for some reason, Born to Walk just seemed it sounded generic to me, and it sounded like just one of those eh, whatever episodes. And I don't even think I never think that harshly about any of these episodes. I really re- don't think that way very often. Uh, maybe in the later seasons I might more often than here, but. This was just strong from top to bottom. I really laughed out loud about four times. And this is even when I'm in show mode where I'm taking notes and stuff. So that's a big deal. Like, I wasn't even lost in the thing. And I'm still I'm still laughing like that. So uh, I just feel like this episode had probably 30 great jokes. And everyone delivered them perfect. Everyone knows their character now. Just the way Al sits down on the couch after he's all defeated and he's talking to Bud, he's talking to Steve, he's talking to this one, that one. It just, it's, he seems so lived in his character at this point. It, and now this is the show that we all know and love. Like, nothing will seem odd about this. It's like the pinnacle, the height of the show, this type of stuff. And for being such a low-key episode in the sense that well, we're not going to remember this, really. It sounds memorable. You know, Al loses his license. Do you remember that one where Kelly gets her license? Yeah, but not really. It was just jam-packed. It was the one of the best times I've ever had watching this show. So I give it a 4.5 out of 5 Petunia Flats for this episode. It it's very. It always amazes me how there, right after we, like, go through an episode, we will say... I didn't think that, you know, I thought this episode would only be like a, you know, a 30 minute recording from us Yeah. or, or man, I didn't realize how deep this episode was when you really like, you can watch these and just mindlessly watch them and laugh and move on. And and some of them may never stick out to you, but when you actually sit down and really look into the episode, there's, 
something for everyone. And there is a lot more into most of these episodes than you would think. We have tons of earth to dig here. And that's why I'm really excited about as we go forward. Right. Just I, I love it when Alex goes, I really didn't think much of this episode. Think go <laughs> thinking back on it. But now I'm just like, man, think of all we dug in there because I'm just that just makes me go like even Alex, who is such a big fan of the show to this day is still finding new things to talk about from these episodes or is still getting to learn new things that he maybe had never thought about because of Justin's brand new eyes to the series. Oh, yeah. Like, being on this show was the best thing that could have happened to me. You know, it took one of my favorite shows, and it's making me love it way more. And uh, hopefully it's happening to all of us, you know. And, and now I can honestly say Born to Walk is, like, one of my favorite episodes of Married Children. And I never even thought about it. I, I wouldn't give that a second thought before. It, it was just, ah, whatever, another episode that is not really memorable. Man, was I wrong. Yeah, th- this show is the best thing that could have happened to me. So let's have more great things happen to us next week, guys. Tune in. Come to the Nudie Bar. It's always a great time here every Wednesday to listen to the review of Alley of the Dolls. Steve is adopted with quotes around it, into the Bundy family to help win a bowl-off. Yep, guys, it's the first of a few bowling episodes. You're going to learn that Al Bundy not only played football in high school, but he is a uh, a 170 bowler as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right, guys, that was so... Uh, that was another great time. Thanks again, guys, for hanging here. Uh... So, Justin, you ready, man? You got all your gear? We're going to go hunting, man. Oh, Hicks, wait. yeah. Y'all are going hunting? Y'all didn't even yeah. ask me if I wanted to go, you know? Can can I come along? What are we hunting? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you can come along. But, um, oh, actually, you know what? Can you wear this hat? Uh, uh, you have to... Um, it's for safety. Yeah. Oh, safety. safety. Oh, of course. If it's for safety, I'm like the safest person ever, guys. I Yeah, I'll wear this hat the whole time. Good, good. Nice.